1: Visit LiveNation.com ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: Good morning, football. Shady is back. In fact, he is back Again, LaShawn McCoy at the breakfast table. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're in New York. It is Monday, March seventh. Who else is back? with Kyle Brand. Hello, everybody. Kyle. Long
3: time no see. Long time no see to you. <laughs> definitely to you That's right. and to you. Peace, Strags. You conquered Indianapolis. I did it? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> How you
4: feeling? Fresh
5: as a daisy. <laughs> No, yeah.
4: you don't. You did, a great, you did a great job, though. I watched you. Thank you.
6: You did a great I job. I will it. say that. Kyle,
5: who ran a faster 40, the kids from Baylor or you to the churro line? At hey! Oh, I, love the churro. I skipped the line, Peter.
3: <laughs> I'm, I, I'm reading Peter King's got this morning. Okay. And not only does he have a nugget about Peter going out to lunch with Rams head honcho Kevin Demoff, okay. he has what they ate. And Peter was <laughs> oh, eating nachos in Indianapolis right? of all places. Are is you kidding nacho me? capital of the world. Oh, what percentage of that platter did you hoover? 80?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Them off with no, 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 no. Great yeah. job, Peter! That's it.
2: That's I it. didn't see this this, is this morning. <laughs> this morning, he's in there
3: eating nachos. Shout out,
2: Peter King! <laughs> Shout out, to Peter. Peter well. Yeah. Shout out to NFL Network Media for crushing it in Indianapolis at the Combine. We've got all the fallout, the headlines, free agency, franchise tag done list tomorrow. It's time for Loop block. block. Let's do it. All right. The on-field drills for the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine presented That's by Verizon. Dope. Yeah. They wrapped up yesterday. You want to talk about him, LaShawn? Let's do it. The top prospects from all around the country showed up skills, strength, speed for all 32 and more. Let's hear from Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah. Gentlemen, set the table with your final thoughts.
0: Before we turn the lights out in the booth, your impressions of the 2022 scouting combine. First of all, it was a blast watching these guys compete and work out. And really depth is the word that came to me when you look at this entire draft class. And a couple examples of the positions. When you start the wide receiver position, we saw the fastest wide receiver group that we've seen. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, who's an outstanding route runner. I love his play strength and his ability to go up and make plays up in the air. The question was, okay, well, how truly fast is he? Well, he runs in the high four threes. So that was indicative of Kind of how the week was going to go you see how smooth he is uh, running routes tracking the ball making plays down the field did it throughout his time at ohio state i think he's got a chance to be a top 10 pick now another position where there was tremendous depth that was that defensive line we hyped it up as really the strength of this draft class and big jordan davis got us rolling literally with that 4-7, high 4 7 at 341 pounds, and then backed it up with a really solid field workout. So the, the talk of, you know, is he a top 20 pick, transition to is he potentially a top 10 pick, and one of 8, 9, 10 defensive linemen. Who knows how many we see of those guys go in the first round. Incredibly deep group. And then today, we got a chance to see Sauce Gardner, who's my top cornerback in this entire draft class out of University of Cincinnati. He came in tall, long, well-dressed, mm-hmm. uh, and iced out with the chain and went out there and got the low 4-4 that he was after in the 40. You see the size, the length, how fluid and how loose he is. An outstanding field workout. Really cemented his status as a number one corner, but was backed up by another incredibly fast group of corners. So the talent at the top is exciting, Rich, but really the story of this draft is the overall depth at those key
3: positions. Yeah, and then you didn't even really hit the defensive end position, which was terrific, as well as the linebackers that we, we saw, saw a bunch of 4-4 four well. four
0: linebackers running around out here. Right? So this is a great draft. If you have multiple picks, congratulations to your Jets. They're one of those teams. Yeah. You can address a lot of needs in this draft.
3: OK. And then the draft, as we all know, is coming up uh, at the very end of April. And then free agency is right around the corner. The hits just keep coming fast and furious. Great job. Great work, buddy. Great job. See you in Vegas, if not before. Yep. Signing off from the Combine for DJ. I'm Rich Eisen. See you soon.
2: Excellent work, gentlemen. I didn't hear anything you said, however, after Jordan Davis mm-hmm. at 341 pounds Ooh. running that 47840, doing drills that I, a buck five yeah, could not do with the speed and with the skill and athleticism he did. That was incredible. He stole the show. Who do you think won the combine?
4: There's a lot of big guys that ran fast, a lot of a lot of tall guys that ran fast, but the most popular guy, right, that had the best performance to me. Now I could be biased, mm-hmm. but this guy, he played at the same college as probably the best player in the NFL, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. He's an older rookie. Right. Had a great year. His name is Kenny Shane Pickett. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. About 6'3", 200 pounds, 217, fast, athletic, big arm. He's tough. He went to Pittsburgh, so that tells you a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> He's played in the cold. I think that if you put him around a, a team where he has some good guys on the outside that can run, that's fast, some talent around him, some good offensive linemen. He's a tough kid, so he might get touched a little bit, get sacked a couple times. You know, rookies have to go and learn, but he'll be fine. I think a lot of rookies that are they're young. And they leave after their third year, right? They may shirt um, mm-hmm. their freshman year and they leave their sophomore year. But a guy like that, I, I think it's solid because he's a senior. He's been mm. there. He's old enough. And he's smart. So the same thing you see in Joe Burrow, uh-huh. I think Kenny can do the same yeah. thing. Mm.
2: Kyle, you missed hand size of palooza last week. Thoughts on Pickett?
3: I-, I think he just sits down at the barber and he's like, just give me the Justin Herbert. <laughs> like, I thought it was him when you showed him it's for a second. Hair, right? But... What's also fascinating is that there's also some murky quarterback situations in Pittsburgh at the professional level. So we go. don't know, right? hey. There you go. There you go.
5: Case so point, the small, if he entered the league right now, he would have the smallest hands of any quarterback in the entire NFL. Does that concern you as a player taking handoffs from that guy? I don't think so. I mean, this guy's been playing
4: like that. He's been playing with small hands, right? He mm-hmm. had a very uh, productive year. He had like, what, 40 some touchdowns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy play, play, plays well. He plays in the cold. I, when I think of small hands, I think when it gets cold, right? Everybody talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we had Rex Ryan and uh, we wanted to, I told him, let's go get Michael Vick. And it's the like, only thing about Mike is he had small hands and a cold. I'm like, sure. What does that mean? What, uh-huh. Why does that matter? Uh-huh. I think this guy is productive. Hmm. You put him in a, in a team where some guys around him, some talented
5: guys, he'll make some plays. You know, you know we're know. great with Shady on when, when they we're hearing static. I'm like, what is that? And it's, oh, his microphone rubbing against a diamond necklace. <laughs> I heard that too. Oh, you're right. We're all in this rattling. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's different than my puka shells that are usually uh, <laughs> around my neck. Uh, Shady, it's great having you. Great stuff. Love it. I'm gonna go with Trayvon Walker. Mm, that's a good who pick. Is the uh, edge rusher out of Georgia. Six foot five, 270 pounds. Loaded edge rushing class. This guy showed up and might have taken the crown. Now, Aiden Hutchinson is likely going to go first, mm. but now it's who's after him. And Walker, wow. we're talking about a 35 and a half length arm. It's longer than Trent Williams, Joe Thomas, and Lane Johnson. A 40-yard dash that's faster than Alvin Kamara and Devante, John- Devante Adams. A 35 and a half inch vertical and a broad jump that was longer than Earl Thomas's. Jarvis Landry. He was the athletic freak on Saturday. The freak. And and guess what? At Georgia, the numbers, of course, weren't what everyone wants. He didn't have 100 sacks at Georgia, and the reason why is because they have seven other guys that they rotate and Mm. play. But I think he might have solidified himself as not only a top 10 pick, potentially a top five pick, and maybe the second edge rusher, if not the first, if he can catapult Aiden Hutchinson, depending on what you're looking for. Here's a quick look. My five guys that really helped themselves in the first round. These are all first-rounders. Walker, Jermaine Johnson II, which which is the craziest stat of all, transferred from Georgia. Georgia. He was one of the Georgia guys. I think he's a top-ten pick. Charles Cross, he passed protected on... 1,200 pass plays in Mike Leach's air raid office. How many sacks? Uh, didn't give up any sacks. He was Zero. that guy. Wow. Trevor Penning, the yeah. angriest man you'll ever meet from northern Iowa. I think he became a top 10 pick. Then Garrett Wilson, I think. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite right there. I he's think, great. Yeah. Top 10, but that's only if wow. That's only if they're drafting a wide receiver in the top 10 this year. But I think he really solidified himself as the number one guy coming out of the mm. combine.
3: I like guys named Walker from Georgia. Peter, you don't go far enough in hyping it. Give, give me, here's the winner. Give me the pick. Here's the winner of the 2022 NFL, yeah! There it is, oh Take this any way you want it. If you sort of loosely watched the combine, if you didn't watch the combine, it was dominated by Georgia. Daniel Jeremiah said it right. They won a national championship and they just won a combine championship. Jordan Davis runs a 4.78. Then you have everybody else, Devontae Wyatt. They had um, eight players run under a 4.6, including a punter, Jake Camarda. And they also, that was without N'Kobe Dean who won the Butkus Award at Georgia and did not run. So they got guys who transferred. They got guys who won major awards, did not run. They got punters. I don't know how they ever lost that game to Alabama, let alone giving up 41 points, but it's one of the fastest defenses we've ever seen. I think sometimes over the last 10 years, especially during the Saban era, if you sort of loosely watch the draft, you just show up and you're like, just give me one of those Alabama guys. I, I don't really care who it is. I want someone to play. That's true. This year's like, just give me one of those Georgia guys. I want some Georgia defense on my NFC East team, on my AFC South team this year. We've seen Alabama come and just absolutely take over the combine. You don't see a lot of other programs do it in the Saban. Era. Georgia did it. Combine championship. Awesome. And there's a lot of people saying, oh, 40 time, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. We are seeing a 340-pound man run 4-7. What is the ceiling of athletic evolution? Are we going to have guys 350 running 4-4s four one day? I think we are.
2: When you were seeing these combine scores yeah. clock in, what did you think? I'm surprised.
4: I haven't seen anything like that. Seeing these guys that big and that fast, Crazy. when I when I watched him play, I never thought he was that fast. I mean, because he's so big. Yeah. I knew he was dominant. I knew he was strong. But to see
5: him run like that? The knock is that uh, he, can't, he can't pass rush. That he's just a big... He can't pass vlog. Yeah, pass rush. Can't pass rush, right? right. He's just a big, I mean, fat, big, fat guy in the middle. And then you and you're like, no, no, he's amazing. Yeah, he's fast.
4: And you put him on some some edge guys, right? And just have him go up the middle.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I want that's... a big fat guy in the middle. <laughs> right, <come on. laughs> Bro,
4: it takes two uh... guys to get them fat guys in the middle.
2: I know. <laughs> All right, let's talk Malik Willis quickly because I don't know. I mean, he won over everybody on and off the field. The he Liberty quarterback crushed it. Interviews, I'm hearing, I'm reading, Schrags, went incredibly awesome. well. He crushed the wonderlick which you love and care about, Kyle. A guy with a 32 on the Wonderlick was awesome. He won over Michael Robinson, who was here all last week. He got the film breakdown, the libero treatment from him. And he had that viral video come out of him helping a homeless person You know that nobody was watching. It showed every type of quality of a human he is and how all of us should be. So he checked every box. On the field, off the field, he did his thing. There are a lot of questions about the quarterbacks. Coming into this combine, Peter Schrager, and it looks like some of them are, what did you call it, arrows up?
5: Arrows up. Arrows up. I think, I think the two you picked, Pickett and Willis, really separated themselves. Yep. Yeah. This ding, week, ding, I, ding. I think Willis's <laughs> deep throws were immaculate, and it's one of those deals where it's like, here's this amazing kid, this awesome arm. Does a team be able to put it all together? Is he a year one starter? I don't know, but I think he's a first-round pick. A
2: lot of questions. He answered them strongly at the combine. Okay. Before we get too deep into the offseason and franchise tag and Aaron Rodgers and where he's going, we thought we would give out some report cards talking about how teams performed and we are now at the NFC South portion of the program six.
5: Yeah I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I will give them an A in a category last year and I think they aced chemistry remember they brought back those 22 starters we thought they were going to steamroll right to the NFC championship they didn't but guess what Brady still led the league in just about every offensive category and what he Gronk and Evans did this year was awesome. I, I do think that they had something special going and it was like when they needed to every single time it was Gronk it was Evans Godwin Goes down with the injury, and they didn't miss a beat. The numbers that Brady put up this year are lost in a season that they didn't go to the Super Bowl, and Rodgers won the MVP. But at 44 years old, he was the best cool. statistical leader in every category you can imagine. Well, the vibe I got down there in Indy, pretty, 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 pretty pleased is their one, two, three, four, five option comeback Brady at quarterback. <laughs> and then Arians comes out and it's a little loosey goosey, and he said some yeah. things, and it's like. I could almost imagine the rest of the Tampa folks. Like, Bruce, just not now. Everybody like, said we got plenty of money for no, Tom. No Whatever he wants, like easy, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. I know he's one of many guys who likes to be courted or something. I'm like, no, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce just don't. Bruce, just let them let them do what they're doing. So the hope is that Brady returns because last year I thought come he back, I Tommy. Come back, That's baby. That's their plan.
4: Uh, for me, um, I'm looking at Carolina Panthers. Okay. Right? They definitely kept pounding that algebra books. You know, something about algebra. Like, once you kind of get it, find the equation. Especially for that offense, they were solid and they were very lethal. Yeah. You got C-Mac. Everything was going so well before C-Mac got hurt. Things got bad. But if you look at the offense, right, when he was there, they were clicking. He's a little bit more, like, athletic than I am. I didn't do punt returns, kick returns. Mm -hmm. But I see the sauce, the the jump left, jump right. He's a heck of a player. He's tough. He's good. He has to stay um, on the field. He's been hurt a little bit. But as far as the most talented running back in the league,
3: It's either him or or Saquon. It's Mm. for talent, but I I I would give the C-Mac. All right, I'm going to talk about the Saints. There's certain school projects you do as a kid that just stick with you for life. I remember when I was about fifth grade, I was in a natural science class. And you take a plant, and they wanted to see if it could live despite difficult circumstances. So you do like a week where you held it upside, you hung it upside down and see if it could still grow. And then a week where you would like give it Coke instead of water, and a week in the dark, and whatever you could do, and like, wow, the fern could still live. Yeah. I feel like that's the Saints. The Saints got an A in botany. (laughs) All that they went through, you could not kill this fern. We had ones where you put it in the dark and you would blast heavy metal at it for a week to see if that affected its growth. They got everything blasted at them this week. Every single thing. Nobody went through more in terms of personnel than the Saints. Most start- they had 58 starters on the team. There's only 22 allowed on the field. I mean, think about what the Texans and the Jets and the Lions, those are some rough teams. That team at the top went 9-8. and eight. They were above 500. And... My God, we had the Trevor Simeon experience for a while. Right. Due respect to Simeon, Jameis was allegedly their quarterback. I barely remember it. Early, <laughs> And then we remember a game that none of us had anything positive to say about the Ian Book experiment. The next oh, day bad. after a Thursday night game, we came in and we were like, what was that? that was and, and they went through it. Ian Book was not even close to being ready, let alone to operate a Sean Payton offense. It was a disaster. Again, 9-8. and eight. This is above 500 team after all of that stuff, which then continued into the offseason with Peyton's decision and with Chimera's issues, and it just still keeps going. I could not respect, it. you could not kill this plant no matter what you did to it, and I respect it. A, in botany,
2: Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) We had this thing at my school called Star Lab. It was like a big dome, like tent, and you took off your shoes and you crawled in, and it was pitch Ah, black, and all the constellations showed up. Yeah, except like the kids were like making out or like giving, Uh you know, like lots of things were going on in there. It was very, very weird. (laughs) However, the Falcons get an A and excelled in astronomy. That's where that came full circle because they were missing some stars. They didn't have Calvin Ridley. Julio gets dished and sent to a different team, but they found stars elsewhere. Cordero. Patterson was a revelation for most of the season. Incredible. Year 9 with his fifth team, and he goes off. 1,100 total yards, 11 touchdowns. It was amazing. Arthur Smith untapped something in him that we hadn't seen before, and it was incredible. Kyle Pitts, first rookie tight end to put up 1,000 yards since Mike Ditka in 9061. Russell Gage, another pending free agent, guys. 770 yards despite missing three games this season, so that's super impressive. Number three wide receiver a year earlier, and he was at the tops of that receiving core and was really good Arthur Smith guys took that job I really do thinking uh, he's going to design an offense around Leo Jones And Calvin Ridley and Traig's, it did not work out, that Ridley part especially. And so having this team in playoff contention late in the season is really impressive.
5: They were right into wow. the end. And it's like Pitts. We had so much hype for Pitts, And at the end yeah. of the season, you're like, I don't remember anything. It's he was a 1,000 yards. He yeah. like, was balling. It was, was the balling. quietest 1,000-yard yeah. season we've ever seen. He's right? scratching
2: the surface. Yep.
5: He was, and it's just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. This guy was still just figuring it out. So I saw Arthur and I saw Terry Fano yesterday walking around at the combine. I talked to them for a while. They're really yeah. excited about their team. And it looks like... That guy's gonna be playing quarterback again. Yeah, I I don't know. He's making so much money.
2: (laughs) So much. You showed them full screen.
5: It's 40 plus, right? Yes. Oh man. They love him.
2: What is going on with Aaron Rodgers? We got (laughs) to you next. What a beautiful day in New York.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.
2: This is Good Morning Football. LaShawn McCoy is here all week long, March seventh. My name is Kay Adams. Kyle Brandt has returned. Peter Schrager is here. Oh, I should say a two-time, a Super Bowl, a thank champion, LaShawn McCoy. Me
4: feel so good, thank
2: mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Great to see you. Uh, we have lots to talk about. We've got the combine to unpack, of course. Everything that went there. The future stars doing their thing on the biggest stage in front of thirty-two teams, their front offices and coaches. But right now, it's time for the block. The block. Let's do this, guys. We have to talk Aaron Rodgers, NFL honors. He won his fourth MVP he told taylor bachati backstage after winning after addressing everybody his decision on his future would come quote pretty quick well that was over 3 weeks ago and counting and still nada zilch nothing Mike Garofalo over the weekend said that the Packers are not engaging in trade talks for their quarterback, duh, unless and until he says he does not want to return to Green Bay. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport said Rodgers' decision will presumably come before the tag deadline. Wow, that's tomorrow. That's Tuesday. But he is, quote, truly torn on where he wants to play in 2022. So what do we think? Of Aaron Rodgers still being truly torn on where he wants to play. Kyle, you came back from your. I was in. I was in Mexico. You mm-hmm. were in Florida. You nope. were somewhere. You came back. This is not. Decision has not been made. Uh, Combine. Mm-hmm. You think some of that would be in the not air? Been no. Made. no. What's that? I was that's, Boots that's on the surprised.
5: ground in the combine. I had a chance to speak directly with Matt LaFleur for a while and a lot of the different Packers coaches, but then also speak with Nathaniel Hackett, who's the Broncos coach, and that's where he's rumored to potentially be going. So let's go through it. I think from the Packers standpoint, they obviously want Rodgers back. The biggest gesture they made was bringing in 68-year-old retired quarterback coach Tom Clements, who is Rodgers' that's quarterback nice. guru for nearly 15 years, stepped away from the game, and then they brought him back out of retirement. That was a gesture to Rodgers saying, we're doing Everything we possibly can to bring you back. Now, yesterday, out in uh, Santa Barbara, California, David Bakhtiari got married. Aaron Rodgers officiated Mm -hmm. the wedding. Matt LaFleur was a guest at the wedding. So you have to think there was some There was some type of talk. There you go. And you'd like to think that gives the Packers the edge. And LaFleur can talk to Rodgers as much as he wants because he's under contract and he is his quarterback. And I'd like to think that what the approach is is Aaron we want you back so badly. Please, 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 please come back. But also, what else can we do to support you to not only make you happy, but also get us past a divisional round this year. Get us past, how do we bring a Super Bowl back to Green Bay? Bakhtiari has played one game in the last two seasons. I hope is he's going to be healthy. We heard from Ian yesterday that Jair Alexander is negotiating a long-term contract. Devontae Adams, you guys are going to discuss another issue they have to address. That's from the Packers' side. What can the Broncos do? Broncos could do nothing. It's hampering Mm. to even reach out Mm. to Rodgers directly and talk about his future. So I spoke to Hackett and he's like, no joke. This is not me trying to do the media thing. Like, if you know Aaron Rodgers, you know that to even reach out to him and try to play that game would turn him off. The ultimate thing is to give Rodgers his space. Now, Rodgers took what he called a 12-day cleanse uh, from everything Uh after the season. Uh I I asked about what that Uh meant. No cell phone, no contact, no nothing. Then he came to honors and he spoke to LaFleur and spoke glowingly about LaFleur and gave credit to Goody and my and Mark Murphy and Russ Ball and all those guys. But here we are more than three weeks later and Ian's report was that he's still torn, which I think is fair to say because if he wasn't, an announcement would have been made. I'm a Packer. Let's go. Let's get this thing going. I think if anyone's trying to peg Aaron Rodgers to a timeline, we yes, Tuesday is the goal of what we've heard, but if this thing drags on to free agency, it probably will. It probably will. To- Mm, training camp. That would not be something. Year two in a row. Right, Rogers. I, I see it happening. Rogers man. is doing it, and he's doing it his way. And these coaches revere him so much scared of him. that they yeah. are willing to let him do it, whatever it takes, as long as he's under center week one.
2: Is that it's good? And I
4: could tell. Like you, you can see that he he loves his teammates though, especially Adams. Like he every we've seen in the videos. I love you, bro. I love you. You know, so I can tell that he's probably torn up. Like should I stay? Should I go? So I do believe that. But the other part is like. Everybody's walking the eggshell. You know, the coach, they want them. The owners want them. The gym want them. They don't know what to say. Don't call them. I, I need 12 days, right? Hey, don't call me. Don't text me. Don't email me. It's like, what do we do? Right. And so it's like everybody's on eggshells. And you-, you know you need a player like that to win. The only thing that issues I really see with this is not only this one. He's only one player. Now, he's yeah. a very important player. He's a quarterback. But you have... Uh, um, a big-time corner, you have to pay, right? Alexander. Yeah. Um, you talk about Adams, he got to get paid. And then that's just the offense. You go to the defense. It's two sides of football, right? There's so many players on defense that got to get paid. So does Roger think it, it only can last for so long before you try to make other steps to fulfilling your your roster? You know. And I, I talked to him during the Super Bowl. I talked to Matt Lafleur. The they want them. this matter of like when we going to get them. And Aaron knows that. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that happened to Aaron Rodgers is when they let Jordan Love play. That's leverage.
3: That was the best. Like, so, hey, oh, you don't want me?
4: Well, go out there with Jordan.
3: That was his most important game of the season, I think, the Chiefs game that he didn't play in. Come on, man. His love looked not ready. Everybody's seen it. He officiated the wedding? Yeah. He <laughs> officiated? <laughs> he did. I love it. Wow. That's ironic. Like, he's on the precipice of divorce and, like, thick and thin and having to hold. He pegs himself to a timeline. It's never mind Garofalo or me. He pegs himself. Yep. The actual quote, mm. I understand my decision does impact a lot of other people's decision and I want to be cognizant of that. He used the phrase free agency as a timeline. Wow. So if, I don't think he can. I don't think it can go into the summer and the spring. Mm. Like he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to
5: yeah. do it by, free agency is a week from now. You take his word that suddenly, if he's still thinking about it, he's going to say, well, I gave my word to Taylor I think if you Taylor think Taylor go on McAfee or so. or whatever, so. and
3: you say, I'm doing this by then, you, you got to do it. You're a hypocrite. You're, I mean, like, all the terrible things. And he's right. He, people are waiting on him. I actually do think it's going to go differently this year, and I think we're going to know within the week. With so much mystery, you just got to latch on to any foothold you have. The mm-hmm. two footholds that I believe I have in my own intuition, I think retirement is completely out of the question. I still see yeah. that sometimes. I still don't think he's retiring, no Not matter tired. what. no. And I think there's no way he's playing for the Green Bay Packers if Devontae Adams is not. There's no way. Not only because their relationship, because Adams is good. Adams is amazing, he's not going out there with those other guys, due respect to them. So the thing with the tagging looms huge. The question is, if they tag Devontae, why wouldn't Rodgers come back to Green Bay? Because he claims, you know, we've made all this progress with the front office and we get along now. The salary is going to be huge. The team is going to be good. They'll break dance into the playoffs like they always do. So you tag Devontae, and that sucks for Devontae. I hate that for him. Terrible. He's not a young receiver and he's one of the best in the game. 29, 29. But it's best for the Packers. Listen, if you're going to bring in. Tom Clemens, do respect? Like, right. don't you want to make sure that Devontae Adams is gonna be? Yeah. That's the gesture. If for some reason Devontae Adams is gonna walk and they're going, Rogers is gone. They have to bring Devontae. I can't see him playing without
4: him. But as a player, it's like, hey man, like it's my time. With the tags, though, you still can get a, a long-term deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Until June so, 15th. Yeah, 15th so that they'll so they're tagging us to hold it. But I know he's thinking him back up his mind. Like, okay, man, hold up. He's 29 years old. He's he's probably the best. No, he is the best receiver. But Aaron Rodgers has been making a lot of money for a long time. He's gonna make more money. It's like, it's my time to get paid.
2: I don't know if I see Devontae. Adam's playing on the tag. Do you? I, I don't. I really. I, so what he I, holds out?
4: I, yeah, I, right.
2: I. I promise you, I do not. Do you see it? As, as he deserves as, a big contract. He does though. not speak about any. He has talked about this. He has he has communicated, expressed so yeah. adamantly that he wants to get paid what he's worth. I think it's stickier than people think it is. Oh, it's easy. They tag him. It's what's best for the Packers and all as well. I don't think so. And I think the Aaron Rodgers stuff probably mucks it up a little That's bit. That's a mess. Though. And if you're Aaron, you want that. Unmessy before you decide to go.
3: So yeah. then when Rodgers has to go to the front office, who he's now best friends with, and be like, also, I, we need to get Devontae a long-term deal because we can't have him holding out. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's a mess.
2: Rap Sheet over the weekend said the Washington Commanders made a very strong offer to the Seahawks for the services of this guy. Quarterback Russell Wilson, Ian, said the offer included multiple first-rounders. Ultimately, the Seahawks said, yeah, no. We heard Picaro say last week the Seahawks had no Intentions on trading Russell Wilson. Now, their first big offer for the quarterback has been turned down. So, after hearing all of this stuff and stuff fly through the air at the Combine in Indy, are we ready to close the door on trade talks mm. for Russ?
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two parts to this. First part, Washington is openly saying in, in media, and like Ron is like, we're looking for a quarterback. And I respect the heck out of it. It's like, we know what our we're right there. We just need a quarterback. So I respect them going for it and swinging for the fences. Russell Wilson is the other part of it. Russell Wilson has a no trade clause. So if he doesn't like the destination, and Washington might not be ideal for him, he can mm-hmm. just say, no thank you. So this makes it very complicated to trade Russ. The last part of it is Pete and John Schneider, the GM, like. They know if you don't have a great quarterback like and Russell when, Wilson you're constantly when. searching for one and, and you're Washington. And <laughs> right. You're Washington. You're right back right. So give me four first round picks for Russell Wilson that's great. I'll take all the the Jordan Davis is in the world. Can he throw right. a football? Right. I, right. I don't know. And it's part of the reason why I don't think we're going to see as much movement as far as trades go. And it might just be quarterbacks demanding their way out because they want a new location. But this won't ultimately be decided by the Seahawks. It'll be decided by Russell Wilson Ooh. whether he wants to throw a fit and get out of there. And he hasn't at yeah. the moment. I like that. I mean,
4: the no trade clause for a player, especially a quarterback, is amazing, right? He could pick where he wants to go. One thing about Russ is he wants to win. He, he misses that winning Seahawks in Seattle. They're in the playoffs. It's loud. The 12th man's yelling and screaming. They're running the ball. He's throwing touchdowns, and they're winning. He wants to get back to that. So whatever it takes for Pete Carroll or the front office to get me what I need to win games again, that's what I'll do. What say, if, yeah. And if I can't get that, then I have to leave. So I like the position he has with the team. Why would he go to Washington? Mm-hmm. Right? They don't really... I mean, mm-hmm. A couple players, but they're losing.
3: He wants to go to a winning team and compete. Not even close to closing the door. Way too many questions. First of all, what is a very strong offer? Multiple first round picks could be two. right? And that could true. just be like, no, get out of here. Yeah. Give us four and then we'll talk. Maybe Russell's, I, I'm not going to Washington. Washington struggled. Let's right. just put the cards on the table. They've struggled. And maybe Seattle doesn't want to trade him in the conference. There's, there's a million ways to go on this, but it's not even over because even if the offer doesn't come, Russ is Mercurial. Russ is eccentric. Yep. Russ can make their life a living hell if they want to. Mm-hmm. If he wants to get traded, he'll get traded. Of course they don't want to, and he's great. And you know me guys, I hate draft picks. I think they're nonsense. Mm-hmm. I think they almost always end up failing you. And you can't get a Russell Wilson. But if you gotta get him out of the building and someone's saying, here's three first-round picks and a second and a player, maybe you're like, I think this is in the best interest of our team. It's going to be up to him, you not only in the no trade, yeah. but how's he conduct himself? Are we doing more weird things where we're silently putting teams out or we're going on Dan Patrick and saying this? Like, are we going to get to that way too early? Because that might be coming.
2: I think the, the door is not 100% closed on no. the finishing. No, this year I think it is. Yeah. I think this year he's a Seattle Seahawk. Yeah. I think this is all about next offseason. To your point, it's... Yep. Here's your chance. Wine and dine me. Give me me everything I need to succeed and not be stagnant in the NFC West. And the next offseason, I'm gone if that's not the case. Do you like how he's running his operation?
3: I just feel like we haven't seen the plays yet. Yeah. You know, remember when he was out there before the game running like an offense against ghosts? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The real game's going to start because... Free agency, tags, like all that stuff's yep. going to dictate. Like, and we haven't even started about dancing image,
2: yet. though? It's not going to be like, I want out of here. I'm going to make your life a living hell stuff. That's not Russell Wilson. Yeah,
4: he's a good guy. I don't know. They yeah. better recruit Sierra. That's what they need to do, right? Yeah, right? Go on. Go, go to Sierra. Talk to her. Hey, how can we get Russ, right? Uh-huh. uh uh-huh. try to make a trade like that. You never know.
2: See how. That's you know. what I would do. Do not okay. trade uh-huh. that man.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
4: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that,
6: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came out my room crying, <laughs>
4: crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And he's, he's going to us about
6: winning. Remember
4: what you I know? told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? didn't ain't
6: it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good morning,
2: football. Of course it's a good morning in the world of football. It is March 7th, my name is Kay Adams. Peter Schrager is here, two-time Super Bowl champion. Michelle McCoy. Let
3: me feel good. Let me
4: feel in good. In the now.
2: building. You're like, we're almost done. We have a whole other hour. Kyle Brandelson back from vacation.
3: Thrilled to be back. Great okay. to see you. After the fastest combine in history, 31 prospects ran sub 4 4. Wow. That's a record.
2: A lot went down in Indy. Is there a team that you guys learned a ton about that you feel like you walked away from all those headlines and sound bites uh, feeling a little different, Kyle?
3: Yeah, let's go right there, Miami. Yeah? Was in Miami a week ago, and you know how much juice and how much signage and how much uh, gear you see of the Miami Dolphins when you show up in the airport? Not much. I think it's coming. This Mike McDaniel thing is really fun and fascinating already. And I have to say, about two or three months ago, it started heating up as the season was coming down the stretch, and it was one of these guys that Twitter just fell in love with, mm-hmm. which can be a little bit of an eye roller. We get it. He's different. He's eccentric. Let's see. And then he really lives up to it. <laughs> I, I mean, this it's so incredible. We're going to play a little clip of it, that this guy is an NFL head coach, and he comes in from a, such a different perspective. Like, Mike McDaniel is in the same line of work as Joe Judge? Like, that is so odd, and there's such a different way of doing it. So I got to watch back the interview that Peter did with it, and I don't want to be dismissive by saying quirky, but it's so fun because it's so different. And just the taste of it, Peter sat down with the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and how do you not just love the energy?
5: I bet my mom and wife are so pumped. Wendy Williams doesn't get recorded no. because of Good Morning That's Football. It. Off the DVR. Yeah, so um... Sorry, Wendy. We could talk about this for an hour, but Mike McDaniel, we are wrapping now because we've got our next segment to do, but I want to appreciate... The fact that well, you woke up at
4: what's the segment? I mean, <laughs> how important is said segment?
5: Said segment is our report cards on a division from last year. Does that sound important to you? That's fair. That's, that's, fair. that's it. Okay, that is. I mean, good. you guys. I that's guess
6: good. you guys have prepared yourselves as well.
5: So. That's it.
3: Uh, I'm sorry. I got one of the most interesting head coaches in years. But I got to get to the Lions. Not arithmetic, great. In
5: my ear, the line for rap? <laughs> I know. Oh, I funny. don't know if uh-huh.
3: Mike McDaniel's going to start winning division oh, titles man. yet, but I know he's going to come at it differently. I know he's going to have a plan. And even aside from all the workouts on the field, a head coach for me was the biggest headline. Peter, just sat with him mm. of the five. Right,
5: let's rip down the fourth wall here. I've known Mike for a while, so I'm like, all right, I know he can go on those tangents and all those things. Like, my goal was, I don't want to make him into a joke, because he can easily go sure, way down that sure. way what do what you mean, and yeah. keep it to the football. Like, he's right. fun, but you don't want to be fun knee. Right. You don't right. want to be the fun knee coach. After you want to be months. the fun coach. Yeah. And I think he's got that and he's walking that line. This guy is brilliant up here, but he, like, with the camera on, would talk to me like we would talk to each other. And a lot of these coaches clam up. Hard to do. And the question is does he rein it in or does he stay with that spirit? Because we've seen coaches who come out of the gates and they're like, I'm gonna be different. And then after one 42 to nothing loss to the Bills, you're not that same guy. So right. the question is, can he stay that same way despite some ups and downs? Good and bad. Sure. That's
3: that's the last point is that if you've been following the AFCs pretty closely, the Dolphins just get destroyed by Buffalo every year. Josh mm-hmm. Allen does whatever he wants. That first Dolphins-Bills game, it's not going to be about Wendy Williams' jokes and how cool and eccentric and quirky you are. Mm. It's all balls. So we'll see. I'm going to go with the, um, with the Jags, right? Okay.
4: It's all phases, right? It's all parts. It goes A, B, C, D right? That's how it works. And I look what they did in the offseason when they got Doug Peterson. I'm a big fan of Doug Peterson. I think he's an excellent coach. All he did was win. All he did was win. He he, he won with the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Then he won with Philly. He even won with Philly back in the day when I was a youngster. So I like what he's doing there. Uh, He's bringing that type of um, attitude to that franchise. They have their franchise quarterback. With him, they can do some different things. He's a quarterback coach. He's played a position as a quarterback. And then I like what they talked about, what they look for in the draft. You know, they might can go out there and get sauce, because sauce can Play, right? I'm not saying it's Deion Sanders, but I love what he's bringing that 6'3", running four four one or four mm. four one. And then um, they talked about getting an off office of tackles. And so it's a um, tackle, deep draft. So have a lot of them, but they, they really circled Charles Cross. Uh, he's went uh, um Mississippi State, big kid, can run, and can move. He's very powerful. And I think you need a, a guy
5: like that to cover Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Mm. You're going to have the first pick. So Evan Neal, Ikea Kwanu, those mm-hmm. guys could yeah. be there for them. Yeah. Um, a lot of turmoil in Jacksonville with that Urban Meyer stuff. And you feel good that this team could just bounce back, and you're... Right. you know, you know why? Because the only
4: thing that that could resolve that and get past that is winning. Bringing that winning football down into Duval County, getting them fans back excited again. Because don't forget, a couple years ago when they had Leonard Fournette, yeah, right, and they and uh, what's the um Jaylen. Jalen? Come on, 2017, like, they were Smith. rolling though. They were they were BNTs. They beat yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had Le'Veon Bell and A. B. Yeah. So don't forget that down in Jacksonville, they could turn up real fast, man. Mm. Get the fans behind you and get rolling again. I look forward to seeing Doug Peterson
5: turn that. Franchise and ranch.
2: Do not waste time. Let's trouble. go, the
5: One team I was really interested in, I said it last week before the combine. Like, I don't know what we're getting from this team moving forward based on how things ended the last couple of years. What I learned in the combine is that the Vikings are in very good hands with their new leadership. And yeah. by that, I mean Kevin O'Connell, yes. But I took some time on combine weekend to get to know their new general manager, Quase Adolfo Mensa. And I was blown away by this guy. Is that right? Blown away by this guy, and I think the Vikings are in very good hands. If you don't know Kwesi's story, he went to Princeton, like you, Kyle. He went to Wall Street, where he was an equities trader for Merrill Lynch for a few years, then decided, you know what? I love football. I want to get into football. Took a low-paying job with the 49ers. For six years, ranked up their, their ladder, left for Cleveland, wow. worked with Andrew Berry, and then interviewed for the Vikings job. I don't think he was the favorite. We went ahead and he won that job based on what he presented. This is a guy who does not live and breathe football X's and O's. Instead, he comes from an outside perspective. Mm. I thought some of his stuff at the podium was the most impressive thing said. Yes, Kirk Cousins' contract is looming. Here is what Kwesi had to say when they asked him about free agency and roster building.
3: You know, it's funny. I have an economics background. And I know I say the word economics and everybody probably cringes because nobody liked economics when they learned it. But you talk about economics, it's optimizing utility, right? It's a very simple equation, and there's constraints that you have, and you solve for those constraints. The NFL puzzle is different because you don't know what that equation looks like. You don't know exactly what those constraints look like. So there's a little bit of art, there's a little bit of science, and that's what makes the puzzle fun. Honestly, that's what drew me to the sport, and it's why I think all of us love competing at the highest level.
5: Now, this guy blew me away, too. We sat and talked for 30 minutes. Not much about Kirk Cousins, more so about his philosophy, his upbringing, what he brings to this. And I give the Vikings credit. Yes, Kwesi's been in the league for nearly a decade, but it's also not your typical. This guy was a scout who lived in a, in a car for 13 years mm-hmm. on the road, finding the southeast oh. guy. No, this is someone who looks at it from a different angle, and he's building a really good staff, and O'Connell and him, who did not know each other very well. They overlapped one year in San Francisco. They're getting along just great. I think this is a totally different vibe. Now, Spielman did great things in Minnesota, and Zim had his years. But, like, by the end of that thing, it it was time for a reboot and a recharge. You could not find a more optimistic duo, fresh face. They're walking into a new facility in Egan, and it's like, I want to be here. Called- I love this. Like yeah. This was the recharge and the reset that this franchise needed. Yeah. They haven't played a game yet together. We'll see how it goes. But from right now in March, gosh, A-plus around the board about these two hires. They're I'm good.
2: excited about them. Getting, and we don't know what's going on with Green Bay. It's to yeah. hopefully in a really exciting, invigorating time to be a Vikings fan you guys know, what, uh, everybody goes through It's like you have that couple in your life, and they're a great, perfect couple, and they're, they've they achieved such <laughs> great things together, like the wedding was insane, there's photos from Bali, you know, everybody's, the couple everyone looks up to, and then they split, or they split, and it, they go their separate ways, and you ask one of them, like your buddy, like, how's it going, man, like, are you, are you feeling okay? And you expect him to say, you know, she's great, I'm great, things are good, and that was Peter Schrager at the combine <laughs> asking Jason Light mm-hmm. about his...
0: <laughs> the
2: Buccaneers are not over their ex. Take a look. Mm. Oh.
0: We'll see what the future holds. We'll, uh, let's just say we'll leave the light on. Is there hope?
5: Honestly, is the light on? Is there hope? <laughs>
0: we always leave the light on for a guy yeah. like Tom Brady.
5: That's it. We'll leave the light on. For- mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: They're not over their ex. Kay's
5: case. Case right.
2: <laughs> They're not in o- like a st- stunning sort of way. And then, and then you have, of course, things get destructive. It's not, I wish her the best, I whatever. Then you have Bruce Arians putting this into the world. Take a look at this.
0: What if in August, if that light is still on, he decides that he wants to come back, and you went and found someone else? That other guy's number two. No matter what you paid for? Nope. No, Tom Brady's coming back. He's back. So there is a sentiment, however, that that's how, if Brady wants to play, he would play the scenario. Not to Uh, make you guys look bad. No. But say, let you guys move on, and then when I do want to come back, you guys are stuck. No, that ain't happening. That's not Tom Brady. You don't think he would do that? No, not in a heartbeat. What if he asked for a trade? Nope. Not going to trade him? Nope. Bad business. Bad business. I'm not trading the best quarterback ever. I love
2: the, the year. whole no trade thing is so fascinating to me. I talked about it a bit last week, Shraggs. It's um, how do you not trade him? You had such a great relationship. You're not going to let them move out of the house. You're not going to, you know, wish them the best. And like, like, there's no world where Bruce Arians doesn't trade him if it comes to that. And it's just wild to me that they really seem to just not be over Tom. So how can you move on as an organization when this amazing thing came, swept you off your feet, got you a Super Bowl mm-hmm. ring, and then left? Yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating how. Honest, they both are. I love it. It's though. kind of sad. I love it.
5: I love it. No, I love it, it. it. Is, uh-huh. but it's—they're all in on this hope and a glimmer of a dream that maybe she walks back in the door.
2: I just don't think she Please. is.
5: And, and Give me one more chance.
2: We have to be the friend that—well, you were a Buccaneer.
5: Well, he changed that whole culture.
4: I mean, so I, everything he's saying, I agree. He's being honest, and I agree with him. Hey, you got Tom Brady in the door, man. You at least got a fifty percent chance to win. Do you think he would return? With Tom Brady, anything's possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. I think he might come back.
2: Back on Good Morning Football. Wonderful to have Sean McCoy, a two-time Super Bowl champ with us here at the breakfast table. Let's go back in time. What year was the combine? 2009, I believe. Yeah.
4: Tell Ye- us your experience. Years, years ago. Um, I had a great time. A-, a funny story is um, I got sick, right? I got sick. That
2: sounds like a great time.
4: So I was traveling from California. I was training in California. Then I went to Pennsylvania to see my family. Then I go to Indy and I got sick. I lost about 10
5: pounds. I couldn't eat. Wow.
4: I couldn't drink. So I didn't do any training. I mean, I didn't do any of the um, performing. Like any. You of trained the...
5: all that time in California, and then you didn't get to do anything.
4: I didn't do nothing. But I, what I did do is uh, I met with the teams. My agent said, "Hey, you got to meet with the teams." Mm-hmm. I told you earlier about how the Andy Reid had the lights and the candles and the. What dim, does that
2: mean? Like actual candles, like different actual lit candles.
4: Dim lights, candles, scented, right? And uh, he was talking. It was that was like a good time. And then I, I had a meeting with the Patriots. Belichick was in there. That was more serious. He didn't say much.
2: Did he have you hooked up to a lie detector he, he was just
4: staring at me. Okay. Mm-hmm. At 20 years old, I'm so nervous. I got to see Belichick there. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to plays. <laughs> I just forgot. Brain fart. You know, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. LaShawn well, did not end up on the Patriots. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then uh, I think the last one was the, the Browns. And I was in there like, I like, crossed my fingers like, I hope they don't take me. <laughs> you know, but you're trying to be professional. But all the players out there, man, if you get a chance to go to the combine, you should go. It's a great time, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. They yeah. took
3: how many? Three running backs in front of you? Three? Three of
4: them. No Sean. Beanie Wells. Wells. And Beanie Donald, Wells, and Donald right. Br- yeah. the, the GM for the Colts. I yeah. see him later online. the line. Him and my man. I don't know. Why would you guys take this guy over, over me? What'd you say? know. <laughs> I mean, it told us, oh, we thought this, thought that. Yeah.
2: Two Super Bowl rings, though. Sean McCoy back tomorrow. This is Good Morning Football. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.